Welcome to the AJ Brown Show, where we talk about all things investing, options trading, and the like. Now here's your host, AJ, whose primary mission in life is to help you become a better investor. Hi everyone, this is AJ Brown again, and I wanted to welcome you to another one of my kind of discussion around the fundamentals. I keep thinking about the folks that come to me asking about options, and a lot of them will say that they are options investors or they have invested using options in the past. But when I delve a little bit deeper into different topics around equity options and how to use them, they seem to come up with big question marks. In fact, when I just talk about the basics of some of the different strategies, it's like I almost see light bulbs go on in their back of their head. So today we're going to talk a little bit around put options. A lot of folks have kind of this stigma towards put options like, oh, these things operate opposite and it's a little hard for me to wrap my head around. And so there's a big stigma associated with using put options, especially when you're selling put options for premium and making income off of them. A lot of people are afraid of them. At the same time, put options actually have a ton of liquidity because they are what a lot of the big money investors use in order to hedge their trade. So there's actually a lot more volume and open interest in the put options than there are in the call options. So what we're going to talk about, we're going to address some of these things directly. Before we get started, though, I need you to I need to ask you a little bit of a favor here, whether you're listening to me in a podcast or on the YouTube channel or through a Facebook video or an Instagram story. I'd like you to go ahead and help with those algorithms by, of course, liking what we're presenting today, subscribing and signing up for those notifications so when we put out more content in the future you'd be notified about those and please check us out in the other places i've got a podcast going on i've got youtube channel with a lot of videos that we post to at least once a week facebook channel instagram channel so let me just remind you about what options are i want to really get you to wrap your head around this because before we start talking about puts, you have to have a basic understanding. You gotta remember that options are an investment vehicle. In other words, these things are traded on the open exchange. You can buy and sell them, but they're not the same thing as shares of stocks or an ETF or an index. Stocks are issued by a company and they're actually pieces of ownership of that company, whereas Options are a type of derivative, and that means investors like you and I, we're creating these type of options for each other to trade on the open exchange. They're basically these legal agreements, right, between a buyer and a seller that defines what the buyer can do with an underlying asset. They can either buy or sell it at what price they can buy that at. We call that the strike price and for how long. And that's until the option agreement expires. This agreement basically gives the buyer of the option some rights and it obligates the seller who sold this agreement to the buyer. It obligates them to fulfill these rights in exchange for that buyer paying the seller money. So you might say, well, how do you price these things? What would you sell this agreement for? These buyers and sellers, they derive the price of these agreements from these different components. One is whatever the current value of the underlying asset is, whatever the option is really discussing. 
Number two, they price them based on whether the agreement is for buying or selling that underlying asset, whether it's a call or a put. They also talk about the price set for buying or selling these underlying assets. The price, we call it the strike price. What price will you buy or sell that underlying asset as defined by this agreement? That's going to help determine what the price of that agreement is. And also, when will this thing expire? How long do you have as the buyer to come back and exercise this agreement if you want to? And last but not least, one of the components in this agreement price will be how much supply and demand for agreements exactly like this one is there. You know, there'll be a lot of supply if there's a lot of folks who are writing these agreements. There's a lot of demand if there's a lot of people who want to buy these agreements, and that's going to change the going price. Now, you might say, okay, what's in the legalese of these agreements? Well, the legal details of any of these agreements, they can be negotiated and settled upon and you use like a legal team, you know, you get some lawyer's help. But really, if you go that route, that's a very time consuming. And of course, you're having to hire these fields, uh, these, these different fields to help you and that can be very expensive. So what we have on the open exchange is these standardized agreements. This is where we use agreements where buyers and sellers, they've agreed to all the boilerplate legal terms and we basically fill in the blanks of the four different components, which is what is the underlying asset? What is the agreement that you're doing? Is it an agreement to buy the underlying asset or is it an agreement to sell the underlying asset the price that you're going to be set for buying and selling this underlying asset and again how long before that agreement expires so you just fill in the blanks so then the next question you might be asking about is what do you do you wait until this thing expires no once a seller creates one of these or we call it writing one of these agreements one of these contracts between a seller and a buyer, the buyer can actually go out and they can put their agreement up for sale. These things are bought and sold on the exchange all the time. In fact, the current value of that agreement, it may go up or down depending on what's happening with the value of the underlying assets whether there's a supply or over demand for that type of agreement on the exchange, and also how close that option is to hitting its expiration date will have an effect on what its price is. And so for instance, that original buyer may decide to take their agreement and put it up on the exchange and sell it and sell their right to someone else. In fact, the original seller may decide to go ahead and buy back those agreements and release themselves from their initial obligation. In fact, like I said, there's a whole open exchange on all the various, you know, it started with the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. Now you can do options on the NASDAQ and all sorts of different exchanges around the world. There's a whole open exchange for buying and selling these standardized option agreements. Option agreements can be bought and sold tens, if not hundreds or more times before they expire. So let's talk about 
a put option. So if I write, in other words, create, I sell to open a put option, I'm going to get paid a premium, that's the going price for the option, to create or write this option. The buyer is going to pay me the premium to buy that option. Straightforward. So they've got dollars in their pocket, and that becomes dollars in my pocket. In return, my buyer is going to get the right to sell me their underlying symbol at the strike price agreement any time between now and when the option expires. So that's kind of nice. And by the way, if we were in Europe using European options, it would be only when the option expires. When we're using the American options, of course, it's between now and when the option expires that it can be exercised. And in return, I'm going to be taking on that obligation, that commitment. I have to be ready to buy this buyer's underlying symbol at the strike price if they come a-knocking. So in other words, they get a right, the right to sell me the underlying asset at the strike price and I get put under an obligation. That's the definition of a put option. In return for being put under that obligation, I get paid a premium. Now, in order to fulfill that obligation, I need to have some cash. I have to have enough cash, and it can be very predictable. A little bit different than the call option, this can be very predictable because this person's gonna come to me if they ever wanna exercise their right and they are going to get paid the amount of the strike price. So if I just have the amount of the strike price in the form of cash, I'm ready to go. That's called a cash-covered put. The other alternative, if I really wanted to make this a little bit uh, less cash-intensive on the front end, being the seller, is I could go to my bank, and or I should say my broker, and I could short an underlying symbol. I could short an underlying symbol. What does that mean? It means that I go to my broker and I borrow the symbol. Usually I get charged a, a, a fee, a margin amount. I borrow that symbol and I short it. I sell to open it. So that gives me enough cash to be able to fulfill this obligation. Should my option buyer come a-knocking and exercise their right to sell me the symbol, I'll have the cash to give to the buyer. They'll give me their symbol, which I will then return to my broker, fulfilling my obligation on that side. A little bit more complicated, but it means I don't have to have the cash up front. I can instead short a symbol for my broker, and I'll probably have to pay some sort of fee to have borrowed that symbol. Shorting an underlying symbol is a whole nother topic. Maybe I'll create another video on that in the future. In the meantime, what if she comes a knocking? How does that work? What if she exercises her put option? And it's called a put option because she's going to be putting her symbol to me versus the call option where she'll be calling my symbol from me. So what happens? Well, I'm going to have to have the cash. I'm going to pay her the strike price amount. She's going to get paid 
the strike price amount. So I've got money in my pocket in the form of the strike price, and it goes into her pocket. In return, she's going to give me her underlying symbol, her underlying asset, and I'm going to get that symbol. So underlying symbol goes from her pocket to my pocket. Now think about this. Why would she ever want to buy one of these put options? Easy, if the underlying symbol is going down in price. Right? If the underlying symbol goes down below the strike price, she could easily buy a symbol at this lower going price and then come and exercise the option, force me to buy it at a higher price, and she's going to make some money. Now, why would I ever want to sell a put option? Well, I would sell a put option if I think the underlying symbol is going to go sideways or up because if I'm going to go sideways or up what's going to happen she's going to pay me that premium but she's never going to want to exercise it because she can always sell her underlying symbol at a cheaper uh, at a uh, better price than selling it to me if that makes sense and that does make sense so that's why I would sell a put as a type of income trade. That's why she might buy a put as sort of a hedge. So really, that's the explanation of a put. Once you can wrap your head around it, understand that there's a lot more happening in the put option field than in the call option field, and you need to understand the basics. Hey, if you like what you heard today, Again, I really ask you to go out there and whether you're listening to me on a podcast, watching me on a YouTube channel or a Facebook video or an Instagram, please like what you're taking, uh, taking advantage of here. Subscribe so that you get information about what we post in the future. We'll do more continuation videos just like this. And make sure you hit the notifications button so that when we do post more content, you get notified. Folks, that would help me a lot with these different sort of avenues. It helps me get to the top of the charts and that would be amazing thank you from you in order for me to keep posting this content. Folks, thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the AJ Brown Show. If you're interested in learning more about AJ and his investing techniques, head on over to tradingtrainer.com and create your free account today. And if you're not already a subscriber to the show, hit that subscribe button and we'll get you fresh content daily.